0: Hello everyone
1: and welcome to episode number 138 of Task Force 7 Radio, the voice of cybersecurity. I'm your host, George Redis. I want to emphasize that all opinions expressed on the show are my own and not my president or past employers. I will never disclose any sensitive intelligence that I've been privileged to as result well to my current employment. And I will never, knowing, disclose any classified information related to any security clearances I presently hold or have held in the past with the United States government. And nothing I say during this show should be construed as legal or financial advice. Before I get started, i remind our listeners that you can go online at the Cybersecurity Hub and read a recap of tonight's show and get other up-to-date cybersecurity breaking news at their very cool website, www.cshub.com. The Cybersecurity Hub is an online news source for global cybersecurity professionals and business leaders who leverage technology and services to secure their networks. The media professionals at the Cybersecurity Hub are dedicated to providing the latest interesting news, thought leadership, and analysis in the cybersecurity space. So, again, to check out our recap of tonight's show and get other up-to-date cybersecurity breaking news, go to the Cybersecurity Hub at cshub.com. That's the Cybersecurity Hub at cshub.com. So, uh, we got a fantastic episode for you this evening on all things IoT. Uh, We're going to have Dr. George Antonio back with us once again. Dr. Antonio is the Associate Professor of Cybersecurity Management at Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida where his research interests include leadership, developing effective information security policies, cloud security, IoT security, blockchain identity access management, and cyber education and awareness. Dr. Antonio has 30 years of experience in information security, information security risk management, IS quality assurance, compliance, and associated information security technologies in the private sector. So he has experience in strategic planning, uh, enterprise level security architecture, security operations, and he's worked in small, medium, large, and national and multinational complex information security technology infrastructures. So prior to joining Lynn University, he was an assistant professor of cybersecurity management at St. Thomas University. He has worked in various leadership positions in IS at various Fortune 500 companies, such as MetLife, Praxair, Office Depot, Tyco, ADT, Sodexo, and Delaware North. Dr. Antonio holds a PhD from Nova Southeastern University and completed his PhD dissertation specialization in information security policies, design in exceptional circumstances. He holds a master's degree in management information systems, specializing in information security from NSU, and a BS in computer science and telecommunications from State University of New York Polytechnic Institute. So, we love having a doctor on the show because he's got real world practical experience. He's a lot of fun to talk to. His education is top-notch, and he's just a very innovative guy, right? He's got a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, different ideas that he's always coming up with and new ways of doing things, and so we just love him to have him on the show. We're thrilled to have him here with us tonight. So without any further ado, let's jump right into our interview on the Internet of Things with Dr. George Antonio. So it's time to welcome back to the show Associate Professor of Cybersecurity Management at Lynn University, Dr. George Antonio. Dr. Antonio, welcome back to Task Force 7 Radio.
2: Hello, George. Uh, thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to this segment.
1: Yeah, me too. We got a lot of things to talk about. I want to start uh, the first segment in here talking about uh, emerging technologies and going over IoT a little bit. And let's break it down and, and unpack it um, like I know you can. So let's, let's just do some benchmarking uh, as we usually do. What is the Internet of Things for our audience? What is IoT?
2: All right, you know, the Internet of Things or an IoT is a, a trending uh, term that is going around the globe. Um, everybody, everybody has them today. Uh, everybody um, it, it knows about them, but uh, this IoT, you know, it's just a brand new term. And, and um, what, what actually an IoT is, uh, it's, a, it's a physical device. Um, it has an operating system. Uh, and it can communicate with other things, um, but it's not a general-purpose computer, you know. So in other words, uh, we all have and we know uh, Google Voice or Amazon Alexa. Uh, those are the two things that they come to uh, to mind, but those actually, their uh, nicknames or the, the term that we use is uh, it's an IoT. So anything that is being connected to the Internet, uh, based on the terminology that I gave you, is considered to be uh, an IoT. And they are multiplying like crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, We have uh, projections like uh, uh, by year 2021, there will be about uh, 25 billion devices, and uh, some projections by year 2025, 75 billions. and you know what is uh, what is the population of Earth, right? We're almost 4.2 billion uh, people on planet Earth. So imagine uh, these IOTs uh, devices that they're out, that they're going to be out there. Uh, the importance of them, and uh, need of us to understand what they are and what they do.
1: Do we even have the bandwidth for that mu- that many connections? <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can. Uh, w- w- well, you know, we're growing, we're evolving. You know, so <laughs> it's a good question. Do we have the bandwidth? Well, you know, uh, two points very quickly to make it up because it's a great, it's a great, it's a great question here. Um, the reason we're growing, a uh, few, and I will be a little bit technical. A uh, few years back, we are, uh, had limitations with uh, what we call a protocol, uh, IPv4, uh, and that was a limitation of how many IP Id- ad- addresses. Uh, or internet protocol IP addresses, they were being um, uh, distributed around the globe. Uh, similar to what it was done back in 1999 with it, 2YK, uh, uh, when there was a limitation of the four digits uh, of, of programming. Uh, with IPv4, we had limitations of uh, how we will uh, 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 distribute IP addresses into uh, devices that they connected to the, to the internet. Well, IPv6 came uh, in fruition, you know, and uh, it became a new standard. And with ITV6, we can do billions and billions of connections of devices. So that was one thing that is helping this uh, revolutionary distribution of the IoT devices uh, around the world and the explosion of uh, of them. The second part is we... I would say growing, uh, is the use of the uh, 5G technology. So 5G actually is going to uh, help a lot with the connectivity of these um, uh, IoT devices uh, around the globe.
1: So what are the key benefits of IoT technology? What are some of the things that we should look forward to with the uh, further expansion of IOT across the globe?
2: Well, another great question, you know, what are the benefits, why are we doing it, why are we uh, uh, seeing the uh, explosion of these uh, devices? Uh, Except uh, for uh, all the
1: uh, risks that it introduces into the networks and everything else.
2: The benefits that come risk too, George, right? Correct. Right,
1: right, right.
2: <laughs> so, so the benefits, the benefits uh, and we would, we would talk about uh, uh, the IoTs a, a little bit more in details, but uh, uh, as we know from the term I, I provided earlier, IoT is uh, a device that is connected to, uh, and it communicates with other devices and is connected to the Internet. So benefits are, we've seen you know, benefits in architecture, uh, we see benefits in healthcare. We see benefits in our personal lives because we have all these IoTs that they can enhance uh, and and do things much much more ef- uh, efficient. For example, from uh, an IoT thermostat that we have in 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 a home that it can uh, uh, monitor and control the temperature of uh, our air conditioning or our heating. You know, in the old days we have a, a manual or a digital that we would set it. Uh, to a temperature, and that will be static. With an IoT device now, we, the IoT device can be monitored and controlled from your iPhone or from a, a tablet, and that device actually have uh, some smart uh, uh, intelligence to uh, adjust the temperature within your house. Also, uh, uh, and on our health, for our health, you know, so we wear uh, uh, a Fitbit or or, or, or a smart smart watch and that smart watch can actually uh, monitor our heartbeat you know uh, you know and, and, and other vital uh, um, uh, sensory um, body uh, areas that it can give us a report or actually it can send that report to a doctor or to a medical um person to see what is going what is going on and how the health is so, so the benefits there in there um, uh, we have uh, iot's that they are being put in uh, what we call smart cities smart homes we see them in vehicles uh with um uh, uh, providing alerts uh uh, uh of, of a speed or of an incoming traffic, uh, some vehicles actually they can stop themselves uh, if they sense that there is uh, a danger and things like that. So the benefits um, are, are are tremendous of getting our lives uh, much much uh, uh, efficiency and make them and make them easier.
1: I don't know about you, but I, I find it hard to trust a vehicle that drives itself on a highway with all kinds of other risks going on. I mean, I think it would have to be every single vehicle would have to be, you know, the, the self-driving vehicles of a smart vehicle or whatever you want to call it. it. Every single vehicle on the road would have to be in sync with one another. Um, and, you know, and with no humans yeah. in
2: you know, there. <laughs> well, I mean, I told- the
1: humans are going to be in the car, right? I mean, why would you? I don't
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, it may, maybe we see it in our lifetime. Maybe in the next, in, in the next, uh, uh, in in the next century. You know that that that's uh, that's nothing that uh, I will foresee that would be uh, uh, impossible. Um, one of my greatest uh, kind of uh, uh, inventors is Tesla. And Tesla, back then, you know, he he actually called. He was the first one that he called. If you read that one of his inventions, he was talking about how the telephone can be shrinked down and uh, people that will have it in their pockets. Back then, you know, almost 100 years ago, you know, well, with this wireless energy that it will be charged, um, and uh, you don't you won't need batteries and all these kind of things. You know, so who knows what is going to happen? Uh, in 50 years, with these uh, self-driven cars, uh, drones, and things like that, you know, so uh, the, the the imagination and the possibility might exist, you know. So, um, yeah, but you're right. Right, right now we're in the mixture. We see uh, self-driven cars, or or cars that they can park themselves, but still we have uh, cars that we we drive, and uh, the whoever's in behind is behind the wheel, it makes the decisions versus. Uh, an artificial intelligent, uh, uh, machine learning IOT that is driving with all these sensories in a self-driven car. You know? So, um, yeah, we're not what there. About, what about
1: wearables and IOT and wearables? I mean,
2: ah, uh, actually this is, this is the, the new wave of fashion. I think, um, <laughs> in the fashion industry and that would be very interesting. I did a little bit of a study about wearables and what we talk wearables, uh, as you know, for me, from cybersecurity and security in my background, it was always uh, an issue for me when people they started wearing the fitness and the smart words, uh the Apple Watch coming into work, um, and, and that's what we think wearables. Because uh, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something that um, that you have on your wrist it monitors your uh, it monitors your um, um, like your health, how many steps you did, you know, and and so forth. But it gives you the capability to receive calls and do other things. Yeah, the kids Uh, are
1: crazy about these watches. I mean, they're crazy about them. I mean, you know, I got
2: 10,000 steps today. (laughs) Yeah, how many steps and how many uh, stairs and stuff like that. But think about the wearables. Actually, in the fashion, in the industry, in the garment industry, there is not much, but I think that's probably going to be – uh, picking up down the road, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of uh, um, fabrics that you can actually interweave this, uh, um, these IoT components into, you know, so you can have a jacket that it can actually have all these sensors when you wear it, it can charge your phone, it can do a, a lot of things, you know, so the fashion and the garment industry, they're looking into that to design these kind of things uh, to again, benefit the, the individuals. Uh, for example, there is uh, a company that is designed these forms um, for athletes, the sports forms that you can wear. It's a latex, but it has hop rate in, you know, and censoring and, uh, that it has a, a, an IoT on it. And you can measure the speed. Um, it can measure the heartbeat, you know, the the the. This, down to the sweating and body fat, yeah, you know, of the of individual when they practice and when, when they wear this, uh, uh, this uniform. So uh, garment industry and wear, wearables, you know, I think is going to be coming into the future uh, to help 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 us individuals uh, with, uh, especially in the health, but also it will be kind of uh, also a fashion statement, you know, because uh, you can all have a, a, a big bulky uh, component that you carry with you. You're just gonna wear it instead of have it on your wrist or, or put it in your pocket. So, so how,
1: how do you protect an IoT device in a jacket from a cyber attack? Like how does that uh, happen? <laughs> uh,
2: that's, that's a good question and uh, it's the challenge. Uh, and I'm gonna make a reference here uh, because there is already an attack. An attack um, few years ago uh, not not in the wearables but in, in, in a similar so I can give the audience uh, what we're talking about George. Uh, it was an attack on the pacemaker and the pacemaker uh, 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 was compromised um, through um, uh, uh, through um, a, a remote execution of a code into uh, the person who was wearing having the the pacemaker so uh, the um, the wearables—they are going to be very prone to attacks uh, if uh, if the manufacturers don't do the, the due diligence to um, uh, ensure that the security of those devices uh, is being um, is being done correctly and 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 take in consideration the security measures that they need to be put in place. From the get-go, now I'm going to back to the manufacturers because I think. Uh, everything starts from something, right? And it's already the root cause. If the manufacturers still uh, allow open um, open security on those devices, and for example, if you need to... Uh, have a password to get into the device and there is no password, and the user has to set it and not the manufacturer uh, to prompt the user to change it or create one, that um, those devices in general, not just the wearables, will be prone to prone to attacks, you know? And, and that's, that's the biggest security, not just for wearables, but in general for the IoT devices. So
1: having smart cities seems to be a, a popular, uh, a term people are talking about smart cities everywhere all the time. And, yeah. You know, what what is meant by having a smart city regarding the Internet of Things?
2: Yes, yes. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another trending thing about smart cities and the underlying um, term about smart cities is all these IOTs that we're talking. People, uh, in general, they think when uh, when when we're talking uh, about smart cities, they think, oh, it's the uh, traffic lights that they are um, – Give you the capability to uh, change when there is traffic or no traffic, or the the cameras that they can take uh, a picture of your vehicle if you are uh, if you are um, if you are speeding or if you do something uh, illegal, or for for uh, tolls in the highway. Uh, a small city actually is uh, it's an ecosystem of all these components, plus in addition the services that the city is providing, and that's from uh, from the public lighting, the roads or in the parks, to if there, if you, if the city is in the coastal, uh, by the beach, you know some cities mm-hmm. that provide uh, free access of Wi-Fi on the beach uh, or in some other um, public areas. Uh, but also, it comes down to um, to the services that the city is providing. How you can. Uh, Go, no need, no need to go to a DMV or no need to go to the uh, uh, municipality hall. You know, to renew your residency or pay pay your taxes and stuff like that. You can do that through smart devices and such. Plus, it, the 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 of the city, so they can make sure things are are, are being done. Uh, in a more efficiency way, you know. In some cities, they have uh, issues with uh, brush fires if they are close to forests. Some cities, they have issues with flooding, you know. So they put these IoT and sensors in specific areas to control uh, and provide um, hmm. a- effective and efficiency way, you know, to uh, its, its citizens, you know. So that's what a small city is, is being comprised of.
1: All right, folks. We got to transition into a commercial break here, but stick with us. Lots more to come on IoT in this episode of Task Force Seven Radio. So, hey, if you're a social media junkie, don't forget to follow TF Seven Radio on your favorite social media platform. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and even Instagram by searching at TF Seven Radio, and you'll be immediately connected to the extended TF Seven family. For any inquiries regarding sponsoring the show or suggestions for topics or guests. Please email me directly at george.redis at tf7radio.com. That's george.redis at tf7, that's with the number 7, radio.com. I want to remind our audience that we're building the world's premier cybersecurity professional network, Task Force 7. I'm really excited about this, folks. Tune in over the next several months for more information on this much-needed and much-awaited-for network. We're going to solve some problems together. I promise you, Task Force 7, get in the fight. We're going to pause for some quick messages from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with our special guest, Associate Professor of Cybersecurity Management at Linden University in Boca Raton, Florida, Dr. George Antonio. Whatever you do, don't go away. You're listening to Task Force 7 Radio, the voice of cybersecurity.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
4: In today's interconnected world, digital transformation is taking us on a journey towards exciting new ways to work, live, and communicate. In business, staying out in front of the competition means pushing the boundaries of the status quo and exploring the possibilities of the future. However, pushing forward into this fast-changing digital landscape brings a new level of uncertainty and risk that must be measured, understood, and managed. For more information about X-Analytics, visit our website today at x-analytics.com. That's x-analytics.com. X-Analytics, setting the standard in the enterprise cyber risk management.
5: As CISOs manage known malware attacks, they also contend with the unknown unknowns. With 24-7 hacker innovation, where do CISOs place their next security investment bet? Find the answer with Synet. With forums and public and private partnership dinners in Toronto, London, Singapore, Tokyo, and across the U.S., Synet is a mission-focused, purpose-driven global community, advancing the next generation of cybersecurity solutions. As an entrepreneurial ecosystem super connector, Cynet brings innovators, top cybersecurity professionals, solution providers, investors, and government executives into a collaborative alliance. Join Synet's global community to empower your organization and the industry to defeat hackers with cybersecurity's next generation of innovation. Learn more at security-innovation.org or Google Cynet, S-I-N-E-T.
4: You can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. But it can bankrupt your company. It's internal risk insider fraud, ethics violations, and remote workforce risk have plunged many a company into reputational crisis. Don't be one of them. The corporate investigative team at Bluecoat have managed cybersecurity and risk mitigation in the White House, Silicon Valley, and everywhere in between. To see how Bluecoat can help protect you, visit trustbluecoat.com.
0: You're listening to Task Force 7 Radio with George Redis. If you'd like to find out more about our program, please visit the website at taskforce7radio.com. Again, that's taskforce7 with the number 7, radio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Here again is your host, George Ritas. Welcome back to Task Force 7 Radio, the voice of cybersecurity. We're back with
1: our special guest, Associate Professor of Cybersecurity Management at Linden University in Boca Raton, Florida, Doctor George Antonio. So, Doc, what is Enterprise IoT? What does that mean?
2: Ah, uh, Enterprise IoT, and what does I mean? Actually, uh, it's what we call uh, Industry 4.0 now in the um, in the security world, you know. So, what what is what is Enterprise IoT means is It's very very simple, but also uh, uh, complicated. Uh, The simplicity is that you have these uh, devices that as we know and we described earlier, uh, that we call IOTs, um, that they very movable and they do a specific task. Well, what is uh, enterprise IOT or industry 4.0 is we have these devices that they've been embedded into, other components, or they do exist in in our enterprise to help us with uh, uh, becoming more efficient, more effective, uh, and do business uh, um, in 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 an easy way and and uh, and, and a more cost uh, uh, effective way. Uh, examples of uh, enterprise IOTs uh, and I will give some very quick examples so uh, the audience will understand what we mean by that Uh, it's voice over IP phones Um, voice over IP phones is a new trending in in the enterprises you know um, and and we've seen it and I've seen it a lot so voice over IP uh, embedded um, uh, devices that they've been put into into the enterprises is a is a component of uh, of our um, enterprise IoT. Other things might be smart lighting within the within the within the buildings, the enterprises. And my favorite one that everybody probably have not thought, or a few of us probably thought, is the smart TVs <laughs> and vending machines that we put in the enterprises. As you know, George. Uh, all the all the new TVs that they're coming in nowadays. There's more TVs. They have um, they have uh, 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 embedded uh, micro components. Uh, they become an IoT because they're connected to the internet uh, to get access to. Uh, they even have a browser within them. Uh, vending machines actually, uh, as we defined the IoT components before. It's a communication, uh, any device that communicates with another device or connected to the internet. Uh, I've seen several uh, vending machines that they connected to um, enterprises through either an ethernet uh, cable or uh, um, a Wi-Fi connection. And they do accept credit cards as well, you know, which I love uh, uh, a lot because in the old days used to have either the exact change or put a, a dollar in and the machine will eat the dollar now. You just go with your credit card and you swipe your credit card and sell your credit card if you have a microchip and you get uh uh the snack that you want so enterprise IoTs, there these all these components again that they do um being put into the enterprise and don't forget well, let's not forget the ip cameras and security cameras and uh, intrusion uh, detection for the perimeter security and things like that so that's what is an enterprise iot or what i what we call it uh the the uh industry uh 4.0 enterprise iot
1: so is enterprise iot gonna eliminate more jobs is this part of the automation that's gonna eliminate uh you know tens of thousands of jobs across different different industries into the future
2: I very good question i think to the contrary i think we we will see some reduction in certain jobs, but then we will see uh, a more demand in other jobs. As we as we know, cybersecurity is uh, it's uh, a very hot field right right nowadays. You know, and if you go yeah. to the Department of Labor, you can see millions of openings in in in, especially in cybersecurity. So that's 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 a demand there. That's a shifting. So it's going not becoming. Uh, 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 um, uh, an, an administrator or a project manager in in a in an IT organization now you can be uh, a cybersecurity uh, professional uh, other areas you will, will see uh, again it will be shifting you know it will be a shift I don't think they will eliminate maybe it will reduce but then we it will go to a different area uh, <clears throat> to uh, compensate uh, the, 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 the gap so in a sense my theory my view it as a reduction but in reality it might be uh, a pickup up in other areas you know so uh, I, what we're doing as a, a, a as a human race I think we become more intelligent and in providing these um, uh, components these devices to help us as a complementary uh, to what we're doing to help us become more effective and more efficiency to have more efficiencies in, in, in areas to become more, um, more, um, uh, more, more, more on the uh, on the on the well-being of what we have uh, in our place. Sustainability is a big, big uh, issue um, uh, and a trending uh, around the globe. You know, so these devices they will be helping us to uh, accomplish those things that uh, become a better planet. You know, uh, reduce waste, make 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 more effective uh, uh, use of resources. You know, and consumption instead of wasting.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the smart TVs. It's pretty amazing that you get a TV these days and how it just connects to all your devices in in your house, like, right away. I mean, it's amazing how you could play uh, certain applications off your iPhone on your Sonos, and, you know, when I found out that you could do that, (laughs) it's was like a a kid in the candy store, you know, because they got Sonos all over the house. So the fact that you could, you know, toggle between the different rooms and everything, so it's just pretty amazing what you can do with technology in terms of entertainment. Uh, these days and all these smart devices that you have. What measures do consumers need to take to protect their IoT devices? Like, what, do I, what do I need to know as a consumer as I start you know, accumulating more and more IoT devices in my life? What do I need to do to make sure that they're secure and I'm secure and protect my family, my kids?
2: Uh, very good question. You know, and It is something that we need to address. I think the first thing we need to understand from the consumer point of view is to educate ourselves as to what these devices they do and at what degree they're going to uh, be um, integrated with our personal and private lives. I told everybody when they get uh, an IoT device, always read the instructions from the manufacturer to see what kind of uh, security uh, parameters and configuration needs to be put in place.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's funny, right? The the basics, right? Well, why don't you read the instructions of the the tools and technologies uh, uh, that you buy, right?
2: (laughs) Exactly, and that's unfortunate. We are, you know, we're at the basic stages now because these IOTs, as we described before, they just have a very fundamental uh, operating system. They don't have they don't have the capability to carry uh, uh, and put agents to protect them. You know, uh, the protection comes. And I tell everybody, uh, all my friends in the audience, if you have IOTs and you have uh, a next generation router. Um, Uh, Wi-Fi broadband modem in your house to please uh, read the instructions put a fundamental rule and and the fundamental rule I call it a a rule zero Uh, what is my rule zero in my firewall is I explicitly denied everything inbound to my home so there is no need for anybody in the world to come in into my home for any, any any purposes and I strictly emphasize that you know that will protect your IoT, but also your other uh, devices that they are uh, connected to uh, your home network. Uh, and what do, what by what what do I mean by putting a rule zero in in uh, 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 implicit denied all coming in? Uh, there's no there is no reason for a poor AD or HTTP or HTTPS protocol. Um, TCP protocol to come into your into your um, home. Uh, you don't need to have that port open uh, unless there is a need and you're specifically and uh, a, a world version and uh, IT uh, and you have the technical capabilities to set up DMZs and, and things like that, but for the consumer uh, It's a very simple to go into the uh, to their uh, IOT router because that's an IOT uh, to uh, uh, explicitly set up a rule uh, denied everything coming inbound, and that will protect you. Um, by doing so, uh, the, the 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 chances of a compromise are being limited. They're not being, and I want to emphasize, they're not being, uh, <coughs> they're not being, hundred uh, uh, percent. Um, Corrected uh, or secure because you still have connectivity that it goes outbound from these devices or from other components in your in your environment. So uh, you can set alerts to see where these devices are being connected. Uh, I have uh, friends in my on my own network here. I do monitor and I see if uh, why, for example, my Amazon device makes a connection into uh, a server out in uh, in. Um, in, in, uh, in a foreign country uh, is uh, Amazon has uh, a, a data center out there or is uh, especially if this country is an adversary you know so I will, I will question that. Um, not that will it, it happen, but it might happen if your device is not being configured properly or especially if you get these devices sometimes from the internet or from a second hand. I don't trust those things you know so I always get them and I reconfigure them. So reconfiguration, read the instructions, Make sure you put some uh, defense in depth into your home network. Uh, those are the basic things. Unfortunately, uh, the IoT industry is maturing, and we're not in a in a position uh, to get where we want. Maybe in a two, three, four, five years, we have uh, uh, better outcomes, um, uh, especially by um, getting some more um, uh, uh, hands around how these devices, they work and what they can do and provide for us.
1: Well, that's a really good point because with a lot of emerging technologies and and like a lot of these um, technologies that are coming out, I don't think they were built with security in mind. And I think they were built with convenience in mind. And there's always that balance that it seems to me, and especially if you work in the security industry, you know, the more convenience, the the more risk you introduce into the environment. Um, That's just the way things are. So why do you think... IOT devices lack basic security, or maybe you know, maybe you don't think they do. I don't know. What what's your opinion?
2: Uh, I, some some devices they do have they do have some security. Don't get me wrong. You know they do they do have uh, some manufacturers they do a good job of getting these devices uh, out of uh, of the of, of their factories. You know, secure. Uh, but most of the cases, they they are, they are the the things that we see out there. Um, are in the preliminary stages, and the uh, and and the and the issues that there are uh, with these uh, with these devices um, are, are are still need to be mature and and get and get to a point that we need to have um, to have more more. Um, more understanding of what they do and the impact that they're going to have uh, when they're being used, not just within the, like we said earlier, in you know, the enterprise, but not only within, the, within the, our uh, home consumer environment, but in the enterprises. Uh,
1: well, the risks are endless. I mean, you brought it up before that someone hacked a pacemaker. I mean, you should not be able to hack a pacemaker, right? Someone should think about the security around the pacemaker be- before they actually implement that, uh, and and, you know, into someone's body, Right. <laughs>
2: Yes, exactly. And that was an issue with uh, 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 the uh, manufacturer, actually, because they, they did not put uh, uh, the secure controls from the manufacturer and people, they were able to um, uh, compromise. Um, very- supply
1: chain. Yes. It's a supply uh, but- chain issue. And, I, and they should be thinking about that when they build, especially, you know, some of these IoT devices, you know, the compromise of, of this technology could mean life or death for someone, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, pacemaker is very important. You know, we talk about um, uh, self-driven cars. Imagine if you put your hands on a self-driven car, you know, to um, uh, to drive you from point A to point B, and so there is a malfunction. And there are actually a couple of when they were doing the prototype, there were a couple of uh, uh, of instances that uh, these self-driven vehicles they they, mal- they malfunction. You know, so when when the security comes into place, and it needs to come to place. Uh, eventually, uh, from the statistical point of view that I mentioned earlier, by 2025 we'll have 75 billion IoT devices around the world. Uh, that That's, that's going to be put pressure, and more pressure um, to um, not just only to the manufacturers, but also to the consumers themselves to protect themselves, but also to the enterprises to, to protect them- themselves. Uh, I'll tell you a story um, um, uh, Someone told me. Someone told me this. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's if it's if it's true. Most likely it's true. But uh, 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 before this uh, thing with the coronavirus, I was doing the things that we've been home and isolated. Uh, an individual told me that uh, um, uh, a person uh, brought this uh, exercise bicycle into the office, uh, um, and I can. I don't remember the name. I think it's Peloton. Uh, but he put it in his office and he connected it to the network. And the engineers, they knew when this person was exercising because of the monitoring on the network. And, <laughs> and, 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 and just by that, you know, you can give you an example of what, it, what we do as a consumers. I asked these, per- these people, you guys were laughing, you know, because you knew what this person is doing. But don't you have a policy about bringing your own devices to work? Why do you allow that? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 we, we still you know are still numb of what is going on because now in a few years we're going to be in, integrated all our personal things with enterprises, and I don't think enterprises the world and ent- the enterprises are ready for that. You know? Well,
1: let's take uh, well let's take that one step you know further, especially when we talk about enterprise IoT. Do your yeah. IoT devices need secure identities?
4: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a very good question and it's a very good uh, subject to my heart and my research you know I'm very I'm a big advocate <laughs> of entities of these <laughs> devices I think I'm not I'm not saying this is the the silver bullet uh, that is going to help uh, the security but it is the start of uh, providing a digital identity to each device the gap today you know we have in the industry these um, these devices. They are kind of um, nameless. You know, they don't. We 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 don't know. Do they? We don't know if they if they do exist in our in our enterprises. Okay, that's the one point. The second point, we have them in our homes. We know what they are, but the digital identity it doesn't it doesn't exist for them. And what what do I do by digital identity? It's an identity that you know the device can assume and be created and it can carry for the rest of its life and that's the identity that actually that it will recognize it um, within the ecosystem um, and do uh, have the ability to uh, um, uh, securely communicate from device to device uh, but also from a device to another device in in another network or in another in, in another in in another area. So the digital identities on the IoTs um it, it is similar to what we what we call the identity access management. And it's important to have them. Um and today we don't have a centralized digital identity management for for IoTs. Um we don't. We don't. We don't monitor them. Uh, and if we don't, if we monitor them in the networks, in our enterprise networks, we monitor them by IP address, and it's very hard to identify. Actually, traditional uh, scanners um, in enterprises they have a hard time to identify these IOTs. Uh, they know that they do exist because of an IP address, but they don't know what they are, who they are. Now, imagine if a, a device had a digital ID, ID now in your enterprise, you would know this device and what it does and, and, and so forth. But uh, also, if you get that digital ID and somehow marry it with, a, let's say, a microchip that is embedded to this device and it creates a, a, a strong um, encryption algorithm and somehow create a, a digital ID in a centralized uh, identity and Access Management database that is utilizing blockchain for verification, authentication, and authorization. That device now has a digital ID. It's something that it has a uh, uh, it, it has, uh, it, it has a, uh, a body of existence, and that device now it can communicate uh, uh, securely with other devices that they are in the same in, in the same I would say ecosystem as this device. Uh, so the digital ID. Uh, or identity uh, for IoT is very important. Uh, and we're just scratching the surface right now. We we see some devices that they do have it, but they're um, isolated. Uh, they are not part of a bigger picture or, or of a bigger group or of a bigger entity uh, and, and so forth. So the digital identity for IoT, is, this is very important for me.
1: All right, George, we've got to take another short break to hear from our sponsors, but don't go away, folks. We'll be right back with our special guest, Associate Professor of Cybersecurity Management at Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida, Dr. George Antonio. You're listening to
3: Task Force 7 Radio, the voice of cybersecurity. Roll the music. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
4: In today's interconnected world, digital transformation is taking us on a journey towards exciting new ways to work, live, and communicate. In business, staying out in front of the competition means pushing the boundaries of the status quo and exploring the possibilities of the future. However, pushing forward into this fast-changing digital landscape brings a new level of uncertainty and risk that must be measured, understood, and managed. For more information about X-Analytics, visit our website today at x-analytics.com. That's x-analytics.com. X-Analytics, setting the standard in the enterprise cyber risk management.
5: As CISOs manage known malware attacks, they also contend with the unknown unknowns. With 24-7 hacker innovation, where do CISOs place their next security investment bet? Find the answer with Synet. With forums and public and private partnership dinners in Toronto, London, Singapore, Tokyo and across the U.S., Cynet is a mission-focused, purpose-driven global community advancing the next generation of cybersecurity solutions. As an entrepreneurial ecosystem super connector, Cynet brings innovators, top cybersecurity professionals, solution providers, investors, and government executives into a collaborative alliance. Join Cynet's global community to empower your organization and the industry to defeat hackers with cybersecurity's next generation of innovation. Learn more at secure.com. -innovation.org or Google S-I-N-E-T
4: You can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't taste it but it can bankrupt your company. Its internal risk. Insider fraud, ethics violations and remote workforce risk have plunged many a company into reputational crisis. Don't be one of them. The corporate investigative team at Bluecoat have managed cybersecurity and risk mitigation in the White House, Silicon Valley, and everywhere in between. To see how Bluecoat can help protect you, visit TrustBluecoat.com.
1: Associate Professor of Cybersecurity Management at Lynn University, Dr. George Antonio. So, Doc, you know what? We were just talking about uh, IDs and, and, and secure IDs uh, in, in the IoT space. Um, how important is it that only authorized IoT devices participate in your IoT ecosystems. Now, I know you just touched on it a little bit right before the break, but I kind of want to un- unpack it a little bit more because if, if we don't pay attention to this, it's just going to be a cyber free-for-all, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, these devices can't just, you know, participate with each other and, and enter their different networks at will, right? There has to be some type of order here with all these billions of connections that are going on. Or, you know, keep me honest. What do you think?
2: Yeah, that's, that's very well said, George. You know, I mean, the, we we uh, want to continue from what we left, you know, we were talking about digital IDs or digital identities for these IoTs and the importance of having a, a, a digital identity. It's, uh, it's going back to um, uh, to to us, humans, you know. For example, here in the States, we have uh, – uh, uh, define our identity with a nine digit number, you know, which is a security number, unfortunately, you know. So that's how we do transactions, right? You know, we pay our taxes or we go to uh, the bank and we open up uh, an account or take a loan. And and that's kind of the ID that we have that is associated with with each of us. So digital I- identities for IoTs, uh, it's important so they can be identified within a, 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 an ecosystem. So to answer your question about how how important is the, is that the only authorized uh, IoT devices uh, need to participate in uh, in uh, uh, our IT uh, in our IoT ecosystems, um, the key word here is authorized, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, what is going on in the in the work right now in the enterprises um, authorization is very limited to non-existence. Uh, an authorization meaning you know you allow someone to enter uh, an area, correct? You know you I've been authorized to uh, right. enter to a room, or I've been authorized to uh, enter to this uh, website, you know, to this application by providing some type of credential, um, uh, or before to pro- provide the credential to provide an ID or a login ID. You know? So uh, the the importance of having authorized. IOTs in the uh, IOT ecosystem uh, is tremendous. Um, If we don't know uh, what are these IOTs that they are in our enterprises or even in in our homes, but mostly in enterprises, uh, the the risks that we're running uh, is huge. Um, These devices, as we talk, um, they do, Talk to machine to machine or device to device, and I'll give you an example. We talk about wearables, right? I will bring my ho- my device, my my Apple Watch or my 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 wearable into work, okay? And I guarantee you, I compare that with a Bluetooth to uh, a Bluetooth um, device that I have at work. Uh, what what I what I can do with that, you know? Uh, well, you know, once I pair with my device, I can take files. I can do whatever I want. Uh, not that most of the co- of the employees they will have that intention, but the ones that they are the bad apples, they will do that, you know, because by proximity now they will have access to maybe sensitive information or they might steal intellectual property or so forth, you know. So they can they can do they can do a damage. So authorization is very important. What I explained to you right now you see that the, that, that the IoT device on my risk, you know, uh, is not authorized to be into the network, but my device that is connected to the enterprise network is authorized. So, by pairing that, uh, without that device to be authorized, piggybacked into the device that was authorized and now is part of the network. So, that's a huge, it's a huge problem out in the industry, not having these digital identities on these devices. Now, Uh, If we fast forward and we go into a world that I described before, let's say, you know, these IoTs, they have this uh, kind of a digital identities. uh, they're part of an ecosystem uh, with some type of identity and access management, blockchain authorization, validation, uh, and authentication, and and encryption from point to point. Then uh, the device that is trying to pair with other devices would deem as a foreign, as an alien, device that means you know it's not part of this ecosystem it doesn't have a membership to participate and that connection it will be denied you will have some type of a special permission to connect to that and the permission it will come from a higher up not from the individual that sits between the chair and the and, and the keyboard but you know for some other authority within that ecosystem so it is important to have these iot's be authorized nowadays what we do Uh, and the basic stuff that we have in place to address this, it's just we have a policy, a policy to bring your own device, and we list the the pros and the cons on these policies. We try to do some very basic uh, training and education of employees, not to bring these devices, not to do this, not to do that. But again, when there is a will, you know, uh, also there is uh, an execution of Of being a bad actor and and doing the things that they are not supposed to. These are not uh, preventive uh, controls or detective, it's just more of here's what not to do. Um, And it's up to the individual to enforce them or not to enforce them. There might be some tools out there that they can detect, but they're not mature yet out in the industry to provide this uh, overall arching, uh, secure. um, way of um, having peace of mind when it comes down to uh, this area. So we talked a little bit about what
1: consumers can do uh, to protect themselves. How can enterprises properly address IoT risk?
2: huh. Well, it, uh, you said me very well because of what I just finished uh, explaining. You know, So, what they can do best. Uh, we start with the uh, basic stuff um, of knowing, first they have to the enterprises they need to know their uh, their assets they need to know their uh, ecosystem they need to know their uh, network topology uh, a, a very well established organization with mature uh, maybe in the common maturity model you know it's between 3 and 4 or somewhere around there uh, they will have good uh, good uh, good pro, uh, good policies and good procedures and standards in place uh, is to start with uh, knowing, knowing, your, knowing their environment. And there are tools out there that they can, uh, they can um, draw uh, and diagram their topology uh, and find out um, a- every single IP connectivity in the network. Because don't forget, these devices, to connect, they need an IP, okay? Uh, it's Achilles, the it's Achilles heel, you know, for them and the security. For them, you know, in order to have a heartbeat, they need to have connectivity to an IT, you know, either via uh, uh, a medium, a cable, or or or, or, or an airspace, you know, a Wi-Fi. Uh, if they don't have that, they don't exist. You know, they cannot do anything there. Uh, but once they connect in into the environment, to the enterprise, they become um, residents. They become citizens of that ecosystem. And there are tools out there they can uh, they can be used to identify. Every single IT device that is being connected. Once you identify that, you know you can do your risk analysis and see the nodes and unknowns and what you know and what don't you know in your network. Uh, that's just the basic uh, things that you, we can do to um, get uh, the enterprises to start thinking uh, about this these connectivities. Then going from there is to establish some policies. Uh, and the most important thing is uh, and I will emphasize this always, always is training it's how to educate the end user the employee and by actually by educating the employee you know, you, we we're going to emphasize the importance of these IOTs and that employee especially if it's if it's understandable by them, what is the best way to protect themselves and their organization? They would take that knowledge to transform it into their home environment, to their own ecosystem. Because, like I said earlier, these IoTs, they're going to be going back and forth, like the, the employees from their home to, to, their, uh, to their home office, you know. Uh, actually, right now, with the situation that we are, everybody's working, working from home, imagine all these IOTs are there I have about 10 10 15 IOTs in, in my place imagine when I connect uh, into my uh, in, into my organization uh, what through my network what what kind of damage I might am I might exposed to if I don't uh, have the right controls in place but most importantly if my organization doesn't have the right controls on their end you know to protect themselves and to protect me you know so those are some things that organizations they can do, you know, to do, address that.
1: How scalable is IoT? What happens with scalability when, uh, you know, a, a business, an enterprise, um, tries to scale IoT devices across uh, their networks? I mean, uh, what happens to security in that sense?
2: Uh-huh, <laughs> so if I understand the, uh, what, what you just say, you know, uh, basically you're asking what happened if IoT security, uh, what happened to IoT security when, you know, a business wants to scale, okay? Uh, yeah. yeah, if I want to
1: scale my business, then that means I need to scale my technology as well, right? How scalable yeah. is this, you know? And then how, yeah. how, does that introduce more risk into the environment?
2: Yes, yes. So, so, so uh, what we are talking about here, uh, doing business is always about risk, you know? It's a risk appetite of the organization. To be successful, you know, is to take risks, right uh, especially if we're doing business you know it's all about it's all about taking the risk to make more and, and then goal is to make uh, more money or profit you know to the organization and and from the business side it makes absolutely absolutely sense uh, when you are uh, when you're trying to introduce a new product and scale your business to go to the next billion or to the next billion or to the next billion and so forth um, uh, it requires it, it requires certain calculated uh, risks in the markets and so forth. Uh, same thing. It will happen with uh, IoTs. Unfortunately, when you're going to be doing that, uh, because IoT technology and in industry right now, I and I explained earlier. You know, uh, by 21 in a year, we we'll have we have about 25 billion. In five years, 2025, we'll have 75 billion IoTs. Um, and you, we will see a merge of these IoTs between the consumers and the enterprises. Um, it, it's unfortunate to say that the IoT security um, is going to be put on the side because it's going to be viewed as an obstacle to the success of, of taking the risk to jumpstart uh, to going into the next billion or billion or billion, uh, and that said means you know uh, it's not that it's not uh, IOTs are not scale, scalable, uh, but you know the IOT the IOT security the way that they are is not and it's not anything the the business um, uh, is a business fault I would say is more of, of uh, maturity of the IOT uh, manufacturing and industry it's very it's very um limited it's in it's it's in infancy you know it just started you know so pressures are not being uh put into um or regulations i would say not put into place to um uh make these devices secure from the get-go uh, they leave that into uh the enterprises or to the it organizations or to the actually they leave it out to the individual to to get these things uh, configured uh, because you want to put an IoT in, in 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 an enterprise to monitor um, your uh, your manufacturing belts, you know, or the the speed of uh, getting the products out, you know. Um, and uh, the the last thing that you will uh, think about it is uh, is this IoT. Uh, have a digital ID or this IoT has, a, um, has some type of a security, a, a passport or a code that they need to be entered or is it wide open? Most of the time it's wide open because of the simplicity. You want it to plug and play. And, and, and that would be, and, and, that's the, and that's the issue with the enterprises. You know? uh, the IoT security is uh, suffering uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the business side when the business wants to scale.
1: So, one last question I have, and I saved it for last because I, I you know, the, the regulatory issues around, you know, technology can really just be, you know, it can bear someone down. You know what I'm saying? It can be taxing. It can be taxing. Yeah. And with all this new emerging technology coming out and the many different uses across many different verticals and industries, have regulatory bodies done anything for IoT security? I mean, have you heard anything from regulators about this? <laughs>
2: George, uh, I think you got me there. You know, you say the uh, you, you say the best for last, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, we are uh, we're talking about all these things. Yes, it's the missing component. You know, um, I've been telling you uh, during the um, the the whole the whole segments about. Um, the IoT security, and I make some reference into the manufacturers, you know, and I, I strongly believe that's where that's where things come um, and they need to be addressed. It's the root cause from there. Uh, as far as, regula- they, we don't have any regulations right now, I will tell you. Um, there, there, is, um, there is preliminary uh, guidelines, I think, NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, um, run by... Um, uh, by uh, United States government has some preliminary uh, frameworks for IOT but it has not been um, it, it has not been come to fruition as a, as a standard yet uh, the only uh, there is a, 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 regu- a, a an executive order you know about IOTs but there's not a regulation in United States yet uh, the um, the good news uh, state of California I would say is um, they do have a, a, a bill that it was enacted in um, in uh, January 2020, and it puts pressure on the manufacturers to get um, uh, the devices uh, configured in a secure manner. For example, I, I, I said earlier, if an IoT uh, requires uh, um, a password or a code, uh, the manufacturers has to... Uh, prompt the user to change the code or create uh, create a create a password uh, for for this matter. Uh, uh, the federal government has some directions, and they're going uh, to put pressure into the manufacturers through a regulation. Hopefully, that will will be passed soon, um, and, and especially in the government level, all the agencies and departments. Uh, if a manufacturer doesn't have what I just said, you know, in those lines, you know, meaning they don't have this um, basically technology to secure IOTs, so they will not be uh, procured by the, by the government. Um, so uh, the regulatory part in the States, uh, it's evolving, you know, like uh, it's, the IOT uh, is it's evolving in, in the industry. Uh, in some other areas of the world, you know, uh, it's a little bit more mature, uh, in the uh, European Union. Uh, the European Union tied, actually, the IoT um, into the GDPR was enacted a couple of years ago, and, uh, and they provide the consumer with the ability to opt-in or opt-out uh, in, in that regulation. Uh, UK has a similar, is in a similar boat as art as, as here in the United States. So, uh, overall, if we, if we see what is going around the globe, the regulatory part is um, it's just conceived and is going through its pregnancy um, stages. And what I mean by that, you know, it's going to take some time until we get the regulation um, uh, at, at the end. Uh, I'm, very, I'm, very, I'm very big on regulations because I believe... Once that is been established, they will have some guidelines and some rules to go by, uh, especially with this explosion of IoTs that is going to be coming down uh, the road and all these technologies. I, I uh, sometimes you know compare it with the um, um, industrial revolution. We're going from the mechanical, you know, to more of the software kind of uh, of, uh, of, of of era, you know. Uh, Going from the industrial revolution, from coal coal factories to more automated and all these things, you know, back then. Same thing with the um, IT technology. Uh, We're going from from the mechanical to more software, you know. And 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 to give you an example, I don't know if you um, saw the launch for Dragon uh, uh, Rocket X. uh, Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah and if you if you uh, uh, and if you see the um, inside the rocket capsule you know where the two astronauts they were uh, um, manning the space craft All the, all the, all the, all the dashboards, the the they were uh, there were screens software uh, yeah, it was all
1: touch screen and it was all condensed and it looked totally different than what we've used to used to seeing in these launches right it was it was a yes. topic of a conversation for sure i noticed it right away and I was talking about yeah. it with my friends, my family, my kids were watching.
2: Absolutely. So that, yes. that's the that way we're going to be going. You know, that's how our homes are going to be. That's how our cars are going to be. That's how our office is going to be. You know. So, yes, we need to have regulations. Unfortunately, like I said, you know, the regulations, they're just being conceived. They're going through the pregnancy stages, which uh, eventually will produce something that will be solid and, and provides uh, a right. secure right. comfort to the consumers and to the industry and enterprises. To do business and feel more secure.
1: No, no doubt, no doubt. George, thanks so much for coming on the show again. It's always great to have you. All right, you're welcome here anytime, my friend.
2: Hey, you too. I'm waiting for you to come and visit, my friend.
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been locked up and quarantined in New Jersey for a while now. I'm I'm dying to do some traveling and get down south, especially down to Florida. So. All right. Well, it's time to go, folks. But before I do, I want to remind our listeners to visit the Cybersecurity Hub to read a recap of tonight's show and get other up-to-date cybersecurity breaking news at www.cshub.com. That's the Cybersecurity Hub at cshub.com. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Task Force 7 Radio, the voice of cybersecurity. Stay frosty out there.